Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Hello, Riley. How are you? Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizzlies, good enough to come by and hang out with us like he's prone to do from time to time. Good to see you, bud. Great to see you guys, too. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's a perfect time of year to do it. I was kind of on my drive here, was recapping of when was the last time I came in studio. It goes to show you the, the gauntlet of the Big Sky schedule in between. It seems uh, time kind of escapes us, and now all of a sudden it's winning time and Boise time next week. Exactly. We are, uh, we're into March, and that's when it starts to get great. We will have plenty of sound from you. We'll have Danny Sprinkle, Travis Secure. We did our ESPN roundtable for this week with both Saeed Pridget and Kendall Manuel, two Grizzly seniors. So we'll be excited to bring that to you. But uh, Ryan, let's talk about where we're at in the arc of this season. The Montana Grizzlies now tied for first place in the Big Sky Conference with Eastern Washington. They they'll hold the tie break because they won't. They swept the Eagles during the course of the regular season, so they're effectively a game ahead, I guess, as as far as it goes. They control their own destiny. But the one team they haven't beat this year, they play on Thursday, Northern Colorado. I know that that. Montana under Travis Secure has been very good against teams they've lost to a first time in uh, finding a way to win the second time, especially at home. What do you think about this matchup uh, Thursday? It's going to be everything that we've kind of circled on the calendar for a while, just the buildup of it. These two teams have played so many memorable games, really in the last couple of years, and you don't even have to go to a championship setting to go back and look at it, just meaningful games. Remember a couple years ago when Northern Colorado came in here on senior night, upset the Grizzlies, cost them a chance at hanging a banner. That has stuck with Coach Decure his entire tenure here at Montana. Yeah. And so there's always been, I don't really want to call it a rivalry quite yet, but this game's of a little bit more importance when Northern Colorado comes to town and everything that's in front of these Grizzlies with two games to go. And you're right about the good record with Coach DeCure. He's only been swept twice in six years at the helm for Montana. So that's a pretty good number and a good side for the Grizzlies. Pretty remarkable. We were down talking to Travis earlier today, and I love... 
compliments are not prevalent when it comes to Travis Dekir, and that's not as if he doesn't respect his opponent, he respects everybody, but he saves the the gravitas and the and the true compliments for the thing the people that he thinks are the best. And a couple of years back he told Ryan and I he said there's about 350 Division One basketball teams in the country, and there's about 30 programs. Weber State is a program. Today, he called Northern Colorado a program. Wow. I thought that was very interesting, and, and it definitely a testament to the work that uh, Jeff Linder has done since he took over uh, for B.J. Hill. But then I got to thinking about the secondary rivalries in the league. Cat Grizz obviously gets all the headlines, but Montana – Versus Eastern Washington, obviously, has been a huge rivalry for a little while now, especially with the mouth they've played in the postseason. Portland State, because they've been sort of the thorn in the Grizzlies' side, a rivalry just because I think that Montana's kind of th- trying to figure out. I mean, that, they're the only team that I think can think of that has beat this group of Grizz three out of four times in any span of three out of four games you can find. Yeah. So they're obviously an annoyance to Montana. But Northern Colorado, like Riley said, the thrills of these games have been so crazy. But for whatever reason, it feels like there's not as much hype around it. And then I got to thinking, why? So I got a question for you two. How much of this has to do with Northern Colorado's football program? If Northern Colorado was better at football, because everybody says, man, Northern Colorado, UNC, NUC, whatever you want to call them. But they don't give them the credit. Northern Colorado is actually pretty dang good in almost every sport, except one. They're great at women's basketball down here this year, but they've had one of the best women's basketball runs in recent years, both under Jamie Hill and then, or Jamie White and then Cammie Etheridge. Men's basketball has been right there with the Grizz for the last several years. Some of their other sports. Soccer, volleyball. Soccer, volleyball. Champs this champions year. this year. So it's it's almost as if they get the reputation as having a... You know, everybody in, that's a traditional base camp member likes to joke like the D2 schools. They always throw Northern Colorado in there. They're not that except football. That's an interesting point. And I think there that has a lot to do with it. Just perspective, right? Because we we look back on it. We we know Grizzly fans, they have been uh, accustomed to the traditional rivals for a while. And just to further your point a little bit more, Coulter, and I don't want to be thrown under the bus too much here, but I almost feel in recent history here that Northern Colorado has replaced Weber State as maybe a rival in the sense of just the importance of the game and how much these have mattered. I think that that might be the natural kind of transition because of how much they are respected within that coaching staff room, even to further your point a little bit more. And how much of that has to do with the fact that Jeff Linder came from Weber State. Like when you're watching Weber State now, don't want to be too harsh, but the recruiting has dropped off. They don't have the players that they once had. Who brought them so many great players. Did you guys watch them last night? I mean, they, they got Dude. ran over by Idaho State, who had lost 12 straight games. Idaho State shoots 58% in the first half of a team that struggles to score. I couldn't even believe what I was seeing on Jarek Harding Sr. night, one of the best players in, in program history. And I was sitting there thinking, when I first saw the score, I turned it on, and I was like, huh, Harding must not be playing. Okay, smart move, Weber State, shut him down. But he was playing. He's not 100%. I talked to him actually on, um, I guess it was Monday, and uh, he, I mean, he told me that he's he's dying out there. His yeah. back's killing him. And but I just think they should shut him. I mean, if you're going to lose to the worst team in the league, you should just not play this guy. Get ready for Boise. But right? to go back to the point about Northern Colorado, I think their consistency consistency of high end talent that they have brought in and cultivated year in and year out. I mean, you go from Andre Spite to Jordan Davis to Jonah Radambody to, to, to Bodie Hume, who was the freshman of the year. And those guys not not 
multiple of those guys on the same team, so they, sure. they're 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 backing them up one to another. And and like you said, in this league in the Big Sky Conference, y- you basically need two All Conference players on your team with with a surrounding cast. I mean, when the you, league's it, good, you need three. Yeah, okay, and that's that's fine, but like you got to have two. But there's a lot of teams that have one or zero, and if you have multiples, you're in a great shape. And look, all you got to do, who are the teams right now that have two or more all-conference guys on their team? It's Montana, it's Eastern Washington, and it's Northern Colorado. Those are those are the clubs. And maybe there's one more that'll get two in there. I don't I don't know, but those it are the ones that'll have what happens with Portland State's role players right. cuz Holland Woods is one. But besides that, your point is well taken. You know, so and and but Northern Colorado has had that regularly now. And it's not just a flash in the pan, like you're saying. I mean, they have built this thing for success down the road. And it's called what it is. If you've been to Greeley, that's a tough place to win. That's a tough place to recruit to. And for them to do it, I have a lot of respect for Northern Colorado. I'm going to throw a hypothetical out at you guys. And this is probably crazy coming from someone in my position. But if Tanner Morgan makes one of those free throws, how do both programs Mm. shift from that a couple of years ago in Reno. Say Northern Colorado wins that game. Grizzlies don't start this run to the championship, right. and, and they easily could have. We all know what happened in that game, the, the wild overtime thriller and everything. But if Tanner Morgan makes one of those free throws, how do the dynamics of both programs change from that? Right. Well, I think I think it's very interesting because I think one undertold story in the league is what happens when you make one of the non-brand-name postseason tournaments. The Grizz have made the NIT a couple times. But drawing Texas A&M in Nevada is not like drawing a, a bunch of other mid-majors. When you can make a run in a tournament, and in Northern Colorado's case, the first Big Sky school to ever win a national yeah, postseason tournament, yep. it, it's so great for your program's development. I think that's one of the main reasons why the women's league is so far ahead of the men's league on the national level. Because if you're a top-four team in the women's league, you're not only going to go to the WNIT, but you're going to get a good draw. You're going to have a chance to win games. We've seen Northern Colorado, Idaho State, Montana State. They've all not just gone, but competed. Extra games is is worth it. I mean, it, it, it helps you so much. It's just like when we talk about in playoff football. That's the second, obviously, the prestige for your program in making the playoffs is great for recruiting, but also you just get extra time to practice with your guys. The Grizz got to practice for 14 games last year. The Cats got to practice for 15 games. That's a lot of extra practice compared to teams that are playing 11 or 12. So it's interesting because on one hand, obviously going to the NCAA tournament, which Northern Colorado, who would who knows? I mean, would they, would, have, would they have been able to rally for a championship game win that year? I don't know, but that team was was awesome. Andre Spice, one of the oh. best players I've seen in the league in the last five years, no question. And when the lights were bright, too. I mean, he was... He made some shots that, I mean, you could have hands in his face. It wouldn't have mattered. As far as just a, a straight score, uh, Chris Cobb told me it's Jarek Harding, he thinks. But I would almost go Andre Spite as far as what I've seen in the last couple of years, as far as just making shots and being able to score on your own. Spite at his best is <laughs> almost incomprehensible. And this is this is interesting, too, because this is actually one thing that I think that what Travis DeCure, how he structured his program, he's always saying, we don't have guys in our program that are going to take 20 shots. I don't buy into these guys who are averaging 22, 24 points per game. I got a bunch of dudes that could do that, but at Montana, you don't get 25 shots a game. It's not how we operate. But I do think the one element of the big dance in March Madness, I guess what I'm trying to say is an Andre Spite is going to be a guy that's going to go down swinging all the way. Like the last couple of years, the Grizz and the big dance, they haven't quite been able to have that one dude because they play such a structured system. And then when they get out of a flow against Michigan, 
which, I mean, of course you do. It's the best defensive team in the country. But it's just hard because you don't have that one dude who can just go on a little 8-0 run. I just would have been fascinating to see Andre Spite because you know, even if he only shoots 33%, he's getting 25 shots up and he's going to score some points. Sutel Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio. Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, does a great job calling uh, Montana men's basketball and football uh, in studio with us. And Riley, we're probably not going to get you again before Boise, uh, perhaps at Boise. Hopefully in Boise. Okay, yeah, that'll be great. But I want to talk a little bit about the tournament because I I love the tournament. I think any basketball fan, even cursory basketball fans, love the tournament. Obviously, the NCAA tournament is, is a big, big deal. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. When it shifts into the one-and-done scenario, you can feel it. And it's a little bit hard to kind of put your thumb on on what that is other than everybody knows they have to win. Uh, but, but to have it on a neutral site, to have all the teams converging in one spot, it creates a different vibe and a different atmosphere that is a, a very fun one, a really exciting one that you don't get until you get into the postseason. What to you is the, 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 the best part, the most fun part about Boise and the Big Sky Conference Tournament? I think to steal one of Travis DeCure's favorite words, desperation. I mean, mm-hmm. you really can see teams when a 6 nothing run is so magnified in Boise, right? I mean, if you're the number one seed and you're falling behind by six to eight points, there's a pucker factor Ty- there. Yeah, right, That's right. called the, the, you remember this, in Reno, North Dakota, Played the Grizzlies after that comeback <laughs> win against Montana State, right? Dale Jones hit like nine uh, threes was, in a row. Right, but you have that factor of, of course, Montana's a better team, but your heart's racing. You're thinking, man, this is a 1-8 game at n- noon on a Wednesday, right, and you've right. got North Dakota, a guy n- nailing seven to nine threes in the opening half. It, weird things happen on yes. a neutral floor, and you have to be aware of that, and that's why it, it, it's a bizarre circumstance. You're right. It's hard to put your thumb on it, but it's different. It's just a different feel. Everything's magnified. Stay tuned, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as BigSkyConf.com, doing a story for both on the league's behalf that we're going to run on both, but it's all about the history of the tournament for top seeds and then non-top seeds that have won it. It's actually fascinating. The top seed has won on the neutral court four years in a row since the tournament moved to a neutral court. Before that, when, when it was hosted, it was 20 out of 40, 20 each ways. 40 tournaments, 20 times the host seed won, 20 times they didn't. So 50% of the time, the host team did not win. Talk about the pucker factor. <laughs> I think a lot of times the host teams feel not handle the pressure. Right. Honestly, Montana was the team that did the best job of protecting their home court 
it was so many other times when Nevada and Boise State and Montana State back in 2002, and there's been a ton of times in Portland State one year, even NAU a couple times where they haven't been able to protect it. But regardless, I think that, to your point, Riley, it's the two seeds that have been just getting mowed over. I mean, a two seed has never played for the championship on a neutral court in the big sky. The two seed has lost in the quarterfinals three out of four times. I think that's because they play a team that's coming off a win. Southern Utah. They get onslaughted. <laughs> I mean, Idaho was like deer in the headlights. That Idaho team was awesome when they had Vic Sanders and Perrion Collindrett and B.J. Blake. They were deer in the headlights. They couldn't even figure it out. That's the one piece of credit I would give Travis DeCure when it comes to these neutral site tournaments. The Grizz, they don't get deer in the headlights. They don't melt. They almost start frothing at the mouth. <laughs> like they're ha- Coming out of halftime in every game where they've been on the ropes, they just eviscerate people. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, that Eastern Washington game, when they went into the locker room down 13 and they went on an 11-0 run before you could even blink your eyes. It was a two-point two point game, game yeah. within 90 seconds of the second half. And then Ahmad Rory just eyes roll in the back of his head and just plays the best defensive game I've ever seen in my life. And it's it's amazing. But I think that's the reason why the Grizz are the two-time defending tournament champs. They don't fold. Go ahead, Riley. I, I was going to say that, that there. this is a build-up process, though, throughout the year with Coach Takir. And it's so fascinating from my chair and your guys' chair, too. You see it. But the way that this team builds from a mental standpoint from November until March it's so impressive and there's not many people that can duplicate that. And that's maybe the biggest credit you can give coach to and this staff and even more so this year. And I know we can get into this and you guys have talked about it a lot throughout the year, but the fact that they're doing this with this group, it goes to show you that the program, when Coulter talked about it earlier, where there's teams and there's programs, programs are built to win. Programs have a mindset. That's what the Grizzlies have. I think that's, that is the edge. Well, everyone asks, what's the edge? Why are the Grizzlies a little bit better? It's that. It's that mentality that they build throughout the year. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Coach Shakir not just embraces, but desires being the front runners. He says, we want people to be a little nervous when they play the Montana Grizzlies, and he has created a program where I think that has borne out. One thing that that... I spoke with Travis DeCure about this was more in the middle of the season. And so I, I, I just admittedly, this was not in the context of the tournament, which I'm now going to place it. But he, I said, you know, what's different about this team compared to last year? Seeing there's some things that are obvious, but, but what is it? He's like, you know, last year we had multiple guys, multiple guys on that team that on any given night could just say, not today, I'm taking this thing over. And then they would just do it. It could be like, three, four different guys could just decide that the moment was theirs and I'm not letting this team lose tonight. He said, we don't have that this year in those numbers. There's, you know, Saeed can have his moments. He almost did it at NAU after going over that just, just exploded. But in a tournament setting, the luxury of having one, if it's an Andre Spite, or multiple, if it's an Ogine, if it's a Rory, if it's a, that can just go, we're, we're going to figure this out. I'm going to will us to that place. To not have it the way they've had it before, how big a factor do you think that could be or, or will be in Boise? I'm going to play a little bit of both sides, but hear me out on yeah. this one. I do think that that is going to be a huge difference this year and why that it's not so much of a Grizz versus everyone else this year. I think we're all going right. into Boise this season going, okay, it it's is four or five. Absolutely, four teams, yeah. absolutely. And we're all looming out. It's the elephant in the room. Portland State 
is probably going to be matched up with the Grizzlies in the semifinals. Okay, yeah. that that's the game everyone has circled. I mean, way down the line, Coach sure. Takiri won't would be livid if I talked about that right now. But that is the truth. But on the same breath, I want I want to say, is there, is there anything that would be more Portland State though than looking ahead of that matchup and losing before? Oh, without a question. I had a dream last night oh. that Montana State beat Portland State by forty. <laughs> The th- getting Sonoma, inside the- Arizona striking again. Colton's oh. having dreams and oh visions. No, That's about the tournament. No kidding. <laughs> Take me back to Reno. Oh no, yeah, yeah. On the other side of that point, though, yeah. Ryan, I think that Saeed Pridget. I've never seen someone that can literally put the entire team on his back and say. Let's go, boys. I got this. And so I do think that although there's not multiple weapons this year, you might have the single most top-of-the-line guy that you can just have put a team on his back and you can count on him to lead lead them to the promised land. Two-tell new one is 1029 ESPN Radio. Let's stay with Saeed and and these seniors because you do have this interesting deal where this is a senior group and a freshman group, and there's a couple in between, obviously, who are critically important players, but it's unique in that makeup. Do you think it's... Do you think it's beneficial for Montana to have the one guy that everybody knows it's his show? I mean, there's no question, right, that that Saeed Pridgett is the guy as great as Jared Samuelson has been and a real leader in a lot of ways, I think, as great as Kendall Manuel has been and a, a real leader as well. Like, this is Saeed Pridgett's team. He's the one who's been here the whole run. He is the best player on the basketball team. He's probably the best player in the conference. So he and and his development into that role not just as a player but as a as as the big brother of the whole mm-hmm. outfit has been really demonstrable and such an incredible story to me big brother the the way that you use that is so true with this team because when you look at it when Saeed Pridget is feeding those young guys confidence he, there's times guys and you you've seen it too he can attack the he could just take over the game and score 30 he really could he is going out of his way to get guys involved. I think the last homestand, there was a great play where he chased down a loose ball. It was near the opposing team's bench, and he could have went in for an easy easy slam. What did he do? Dished it off to Kyle Owens. Got Kyle Owens going a little bit, right? That is the the X factor that maybe you don't see all the time that Saeed has the ability to do that. And when you're talking about the senior class as a whole, it's really interesting because, yes, they're all seniors, and they're all older and they've been transferring and they all have a different story with Saeed Pridget. He's the guy that has evolved into this role. And I think a lot of people, and you guys know this being around the Grizzly team a lot when Montana needed to regroup their last season. And then the final week of the regular season at Sacramento, they decided with all of the weapons of Rory Ogine and everything in between, it was going to be Saeed Pridget's team. No, we're going to do everything through Saeed. And from that moment on, he has not looked back of being, okay, I'm the guy here. I understand my responsibility. And uh, it's been really fun to watch. But the seniors just as a whole, I mean, you've got Kendall Manuel coming in uh, from Oregon State. You're not sure what his role is going to be last year. He proved to be a great. But Jared Samuelson, I've called it one of the most unique stories in Division One basketball. Yeah. It has to be. How many, yeah. how many players have went to NAIA All-American and then come back to the school you originally went? to and, and then flourish the way he does i mean he's banged up he's i mean he's, he's moving along and i tell you what four straight double figure scoring games but it's amazing to watch death taxes and the jared samuelson <laughs> right-handed bank oh, shot yes. on the block right i mean it's just a hundred percent it's going down it's he, unreal even over someone like josh Patton, i was amazed even on saturday he was getting that thing to go there's so much gray area in that story i know that a lot of it had to do with samuelson's family and mm-hmm. uh, you know he had a little girl i know that that's been a huge part of his life helped him grow up a lot 
I just think it's funny because when I remember watching him when he was a redshirt freshman, there was some lingering narrative there that he couldn't play at this level. And I thought he could when he was a redshirt freshman, let alone now. I guess what I'm saying he, is, he, I mean, it's never great. for one second surprised me that he can get buckets. Never for one no. second. It, just, it doesn't matter that but he stopped the great athlete. Know, he in, gets buckets. It's dude. interesting, though, too. Like, he went to a place for two years where he was the man. I mean, he was absolutely he was the, he was the best player. And, and, and confidence comes from that. Confidence and just playing. I mean, how do you get, what does Bobby Houck say? How, how do you get better playing football? By playing football. You know what? He got to play a lot more basketball in terms of minutes competitively and everything else and the role that he had at, in the, at the NAI level. And then when he comes back here, he's probably a better player in this individual season than he would have been. It's why I always scream and yell about Montana kids, because I think if you got the best Montana kids into the Montana programs, first of all, the chances of them leaving are so much less than other guys. Mm. The chances of them have been dreaming about this their whole lives is so much greater, so it's going to mean so much to them. There's so many Montana guys I could think of that would be so down with just being the seventh man on a championship Grizz team. They don't need any illusions of glory or to score a thousand points. They are totally in with being a bench guy when they're a senior. And so, you know, you just wonder how many guys have gotten passed over. I remember Andy Garland at Sentinel. He's six foot four and a half, six five. He's not a D1 body for a power forward. He was a three-time Frontier Conference player of the year. That guy used to run circles around a bunch of other guys that got to play at a higher level than him. I just think you should give him a chance. But back to Bridget, I think that the most fun part for me about these seniors compared to last year's seniors is I thought that last last year's seniors were one of my favorite groups, especially personality-wise. All those guys I consider now friends of mine. I think that they're great. I think it's so cool that they stayed engaged in the program and in the community. They always come and say hi. Speaking of, Bobby Moorhead right here in the hot seat Friday. Get you ready I for mean, Boise. you got to so. love that they want to keep coming yeah, on the yeah. show. That All that <laughs> stuff is great. But uh, there was a certain element of pressure with those guys. I mean, Jamarco went through his Definitely. his injuries. And Michael Ogini and Maude Rory, a, a match made in heaven when you're playing defense, not a match made in heaven when you're on offense because they both need to have the ball. And if one has the ball, the other one doesn't. That's not a good thing for the guy who doesn't have the ball. So it was just an interesting watch. And, and, but I also thought that they had such big aspirations and they felt a lot of the pressure. These guys, they're defying expectations and fully embracing it. It's, I, to me, it's so fun to watch kids go out on top. Zayd Pridget's playing better than anybody ever thought he could, and he deserves it because of the buy-in he's had. Kendall Manuel is playing better than anybody ever thought he could. He deserves it. People didn't think he could play at the top level, at this level, at any level, and now he's going to be an all-conference player. It's fun to watch these guys flourish at the end. Well, let me dovetail because that's exactly the vein that I wanted to ask you about, Riley, because you're the guy who is around this program every day. I mean, you're as close to the program as you can be without playing for the Grizzlies. And so it had it did feel like last year – there was a lot of exterior pressure. There's a lot of internal internal pressure, and it was a grind. And they got there, and they had 26 wins. They went to the tournament. I mean, phenomenal. But also, like, it was as much of a relief as it was excitement that the thing happened again. This season, it feels like, starting with Travis DeCure, that there is more levity to this team, that there's more, whether it's fun, whether it's enjoyment however you want to cash it out what do you what is your sense of things right now as they stand this is such a loose group that enjoys playing with each other being around each other i don't mean this in a negative light 
they these guys mess around all the time on the road. I mean, they are absolutely loose, and I think that is so critical with a team that has three, four freshmen in their eight to nine man rotation. Mm-hmm. Right, you need to keep those guys maybe mentally fresh more than anything else, and this team does that. And and to carry that off of maybe the comparison to last year or previous years, you're right. It felt like. Maybe if the Grizz did not play well in the last couple of years, or let's just focus on last year's team just in general, and they got away with a win, it was almost just they walked out of the arena, whew, all right, relief. Okay, we were supposed to win that game. The expectations, I really do think, weighed on these guys, not only as a team perspective that they should win every game and maybe should win every game by 10+, plus, but the individual expectations of, okay, well, Rory needs his 20 and Ogine needs his 20, and we also need to, to, to get the ball inside. To make everything work, there was immense pressure, and you could feel it day in and day out. This group, not so much, and they have used that in a positive light. I think everything flipped, and I've said it a couple of times, maybe even on on your guys' show before, everything flipped in Cheney, Washington this year for the Grizzlies because they heard the narratives. They understood the fact that they lost all all their core players from last year other than Saeed Bridget. They weren't expected to do anything, right? Well, when they went to – they started hearing that noise of – that first road trip, and I don't want to get into specifics too much. There were other teams, other coaching staffs that maybe the scorers table going, huh, no Rory, no Ogine. <laughs> Doesn't look like Montana to me. And and the players really started to feed off of that. And everything flipped in Cheney because they went, they boat raced the team that was yeah, supposed did. to win the league, and they got belief. And the moment this team got belief, it's been a different squad ever since. Last thing here for you. Uh, well, two things. How important are these last two regular season games? Are they are they important or are they? I mean, I think not they're that important. immensely important. Yeah. I think they're insanely important. When you're talking about the fact of trying to make history, I, I that means a lot to Travis DeCure. Yep, that means a lot to Saeed Pridget. Has there ever been a three times? There is never. I was going to say. Been. I don't think there's mm. ever. I was looking through. I just did this whole story on the whole history of the league. I was looking at it. There's been teams that have come close, but in the there's league, never been a three-time-in-a-row champion. In the right? league, there's been one. Weber State in the late 70s. Regular season. Regular season. Right. Only one time. The Grizzlies have never done that, and that has been their calling card now of, we had a chance to make history. Well, it's really Travis DeCure, Saeed Chris Pridget. Cobb, and Saeed Pridget. Yeah. Those are the three that have been here for all of it, and they are the ones that can say, I, I almost, and this sounds crazy, eh, I don't know if I want to go this far, but it's almost more important to win these next two games to be the number one seed and to be the NIT, to have the automatic bid to the NIT mm. and to hang another banner, then maybe it is to go through the run in Boise because you know it's going to be so hard. These two games are huge this week. Mm. I thought Travis nailed it today, too. He said, we have played for first place every single day since the conference schedule opened. That's how I've kept my young team motivated. Mm. Guys, we're playing for first place tonight. Yeah. Right. If you can continue to do that all the way throughout the... I mean, what a great developmental tool for a young squad. Last thing for you then, Riley. The obvious things are obvious. Side Pridget being who he is running the show. Maybe Kendall Manuel continuing at a 50% clip from deep and from the field in general and all that kind of stuff. Give me something as an X factor both this week and then in the tournament in Boise, that if it's going to go right for Montana, then this has to happen. I think there's two things. I'll give you one player and I'll give you one key stat. The key stat is turnovers because this team shoots so effectively from the floor that if they can just stay out of their own way and get shots up, they are going to shoot at a 55 to 60% clip. They have the last, in the last 12 games, guys, they have the best field goal percentage in the entire country, Hmm. 350 teams. So if they can take care of the ball, turnovers is the number one stat. 
The X factor of a player is the ultimate X factor of a human being. Timmy, <laughs> Timmy Falls. Timmy Falls is the guy. Because if he is on, this team is rolling. When he has that edge mentally, both offensively, to get passes to guys behind the back, over the head, whatever the heck he wants to do, and to lock down the team's the, the opposing team's top player, Timmy Falls, to me, is the X factor. Because he might not put up all the stats, but when Timmy is right, this team can't be beat, in my opinion. Riley? Appreciate it, man. Love listening to you. Riley calling all the games across the Grizzly Sports Network, across the state of Montana. Listen to them in Boise if you're not going down there. But also, if you're not going down there, quit your job. Go down to Boise. Yes. It's it is it is an absolute. It's ton so of fun. fun. You should come come it, hang out. It with is us. Yes. it is a blast down there. They did a great job, and just the neutral site setting. You get every. We were talking about this before we went on air. You just get everyone that cares about the same thing together and it's just fun. I mean, yeah. that's with any walk of life. So before I go, yeah. I do want to plug the new Inside the Den podcast. Yeah, Gogers.com mm-hmm. slash Inside the Den. Last week was a busy day on campus. There's a lot of things going on, but this episode has Travis DeCure, Shannon Schwain, Bobby Houck, and Jared Samuelson all packaged wow. in. So when you're done with the 4 to 6 show, listen to Tell and Nuanes at 6.05. Go to gogers.com slash Inside the Den and listen to this week's episode. Yeah, Inside the Den is uh, is really well done, aptly named, I think. And uh, and you get you get some good stuff in there for sure. And like you said, I mean, that's some work to get those three on the same day. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> Ooh, schedules are pretty tight with be, those three. Must be something going on. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, go check that out. Riley, appreciate it, my man. We will uh, we'll see you in Boise. Absolutely. Well. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We'll take a quick break on the other side. We told you yesterday we would get you all set up for this, but now that we've had the primer with Riley in here, it's time for Tutel Nuanas Bracket Challenge. It is back once again this year. The prizes are, well, better than they've ever been before, and plus you get to play for free against us. So what could be better? We'll tell you all about it, how to get involved, what you need to do. Uh, the NC2A Men's Basketball Tournament Challenge. Tell you all about it next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. But with the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Before we get into the tournament challenge, tournament challenge, want to uh, uh, remind everybody of this or make everybody again aware of this. We talked about this yesterday, but the tickets for the Northern Colorado Montana Grizzly men's basketball game, okay, it is Thursday night, 48 hours from now, two days away, it is Thursday, okay? That's important. It's March the 5th, as it says on the ticket, but the tickets say that were printed Tuesday March 5th, okay? Don't be confused. There is no game today. Don't go to Dahlberg Arena thinking that there's a game because it says Tuesday on the ticket. It is, in fact, on Thursday, March the 5th. 
Uh, so just an FYI, because I know there was, I was confused by this, in fact, earlier in the year where I thought there was a Tuesday, Thursday setup or something like that going into Boise. There's no game tonight. It is on Thursday night. You go down there today, you will be hanging out alone or maybe with a handful of other people who looked at the ticket and didn't look at the date. So just an FYI on that, okay? Coulter, uh, let's talk about this tournament challenge for a moment. I'm pumped up about this, okay? Up and available now at ESPN.com is the tournament challenge. Now, there's no real rush on this thing to get it going, but the uh, the tournament challenge is going to be up and available for you. In fact, it is up and available. You can actually go create a... You can't create your bracket, obviously, because there's no teams to pick, but you can create your entry form, basically, and have it in there. The name of the uh, of the group is Tutela Nuanas. Easy enough. T-O-O. T-E-L-L and N-U-A-N-E-Z. It's not as hard a last name as everybody seems to want to make it, is it, Coulter? I mean, it's just six letters. Nuanas, okay. Uh, Anyway, you go on there. We've had a ton of fun with this. We're going to do this, uh, uh, you know, and and, and be talking about this throughout and excited to have Selection Sunday on, uh, is it it the 15th, I think, is the Sunday. And then the games start on the 19th, the morning of the 19th. But you basically have from Selection Sunday through Wednesday the 18th to actually fill out your brackets. Look, you guys know how to do this, right? You've been doing this a long time. Put your, you can you can put your same entry into a hundred different groups. You can use the same thing. Just make sure you put it into the Tutel Nuanas group. Why? I'll tell you why. We're giving away prizes. Okay, first, second, and third place. First, second, and third place. You ready for this? This is this is great. We're going to give you. We have five hundred dollars in total from both Aspen Sound and from Paradise Falls and. The station here, we hear your friends here at ESPN, we're throwing a little cash on the top. We're just going to sprinkle some bills on the top of all of that as well. So here's the deal. First place in this year's bracket, you get a $250 tab gift card, however you want to talk about it, to Paradise Falls. You can go down there every day for the for a month by yourself. Maybe you go down there on one huge day with everybody you know and just blow it out on one night, however you want to do it. But that is... That's plenty of food and drinks for the group. Is it not, Coulter, for a, for a night is. at Paradise Falls? Here's the deal. $250 to first place, $150 still plenty to second place, and 100 to third place from Paradise Falls. The exact same figures also to Aspen Sound. I mean, Coulter, you spent some time at Aspen Sound. When you talk oh, about yeah. what you can get there... It's not, you know, people think, okay, I'm putting a subwoofer in my trunk or something like that. Well, certainly you can, but also security systems, automatic car starters, you know, so that you don't even have to go outside. You just push the button from the house. Your car starts up. There's a ton of stuff at Aspen Sound that you can use to make your life better, eh? No doubt. I mean, they do window tinting on all sorts Mm. of vehicles, whether it's a truck or a car or an SUV or any sort of trailer. They also do all sorts of great work with marine stuff. So if you have a boat, you want to get your boat set up with either tinting or some sort of sound, sound system. Music, yep. They got all that going on. They also got auto car starters. It's better than some music on the lake. Man. Oh, buddy. I mean, if you're lucky enough to have a boat, you better get it hooked I up mean, with some tunes. Don't mess around, yeah. Also, auto car starters are huge as well. Mm. I, I got hooked up last... Tom and the boys got me one last winter, and it's it's awesome. It uh, It's not only convenient, it makes your ride to work great, 
But it also is just good for your car. It's better right. to have it started and warm before you start driving in the cold Montana winter. So Aspen Sound will get you all hooked up as well. So $250 to first uh, as well. So first place getting two $250 uh, tabs, gift cards, uh, whatever you want to say, to both Aspen Sound and Paradise Falls. Second place, $150 to both of those places. Third place, $100 to both of those places. And then how about a little cash? $100 to first just, you know, to spend on whatever you want. Maybe you just need a couple more sets of notches at Paradise Falls. 100 bucks to uh, first, 75 to second, and 50 to third. So this is the biggest prize pack that we've ever had. It's going to be a ton of fun. Obviously, just playing the tournament, filling out the brackets is one of the great joys of my life every year. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I mean, Coulter, when I was in college, I never missed class. Never. Okay, I always went to class. It's one thing I prided myself on. Except Thursday and Friday of the tournament opening weekend. I said, no, no, thank you. If anybody needs me, I will be in my room 9 a.m. till 10 p.m. Straight through. I'm sitting here. I'm taking in the tournament. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. I mean, it's one of the greatest times of the year. And this is, I mean, this tournament, more than any other tournament, everybody always talks about the upset nature and the underdogs and all the the Cinderella's that we might have. But in reality, when it all comes down to it, it's usually ones, twos, and three seeds, and every once in a while a lower seed will sneak in there, but the team that usually wins the whole thing, even if there's there's Cinderella's in the final four more often than the actual champion being a yeah. true Cinderella, this tournament's going to be wild, because I think that a lot of the Blue Bloods have a lot of really young guys who have high ceilings, but also are really volatile. Some of the other schools, like Kansas, I mean, they're they're solid, but can they break through? Can they buck recent trends? And then you have school like Dayton, who's a non-blue blood, but is becoming one and has so much talent. San Diego State is another one who's maybe not a power conference team that's so solid. So I, I've, I've talked to some coaches from around the country that think that 16, 17, 18 teams can win this thing. Right. Yeah, I, I don't mean, even think we know who the favorites are yet, and we're almost to it already. How you start playing right now when conference tournaments start that's going to be the key to the whole thing, both in the big sky and on the, the highest level. Well, it is remarkable. By the way, th- here's what's remarkable is after the, all of this, Kansas is the number one team in the nation, AP and coaches poll, unanimous, 26-3. and three. I mean, how 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 sort of, uh, 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 you know, how much parity does there need to be in college basketball when the unanimous best team in the country has three losses? I mean, right. Well, I mean, the number one ranking was a, a revolving door for Absolutely. the first 10 weeks of the year. Top 10 as it is right now, Kansas, Gonzaga, who, by the way, is only a two-loss team, as is Dayton, Baylor at 25-3, and three, San Diego State there with just the one loss. Then you get Kentucky, Florida State, Seton Hall, Maryland, and Louisville. I mean, the, who are the Blue Bloods, Coulter, in that? Kentucky and Kansas, and that's it. Maybe you could start to look at a Maryland and a Louisville at 9 and 10 as being also like traditionally very strong. Certainly Louisville, very strong program has been. But Gonzaga, Dayton, even Baylor, San Diego State, Seton Hall. I mean, Seton Hall hasn't been good since like 1989. I mean, when, Car- when, when Carly was out there doing it. So um, this is this is tremendously exciting. And then after that is when you get into Villanova and Oregon and Michigan State and Auburn and Ohio State in the teens. And so, but yet you sit here and you go, who doesn't, like, if you were watching Michigan State Dayton, 
Are you sitting here going, well, this is Dayton's game to lose? Like, I mean, with everything that you know about how great the Dayton Flyers are this year and probably the the the, the, the best player in the nation in terms of the guy who's going to be uh, 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 the player of the year going against the team that was the preseason number one team in the nation and Tom Izzo and all that. And yet, Michigan State could be a six and Dayton a, f- a one or a two. I mean, it's it's going to be an absolute blast. Anyway, point being... ESPN Bracket Challenge. It's at ESPN.com, okay? that's Just go to your normal place, ESPN.com, for the Bracket Challenge. The group has been created. It's available right now. You can put your entry in there. Two Telling Nuanas is the name of the group. We're playing for a ton of great prizes. We'll tell you plenty more about it as we go. Uh, Dante Olson. We talked about him at length yesterday, but we never really got into what team do we think he would be best suited to be on. We'll talk about that just briefly. Right after this, hey, the Polaris New Year sales event is on, and now is the time to find your perfect ride at Kurtz Polaris. Financing as low as 3.99% APR for 36 months and savings of up to $3,500. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and on Highway 83 in Sealy. The mountains are full of snow, and Kurtz has all the best machines, apparel, and accessories to take full advantage of the season online at KurtzPolaris.com. The most fun you can have in snow, winter awaits. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. We talked a lot about Dante Olson's numbers, the unbelievable leaping, the unbelievable jumping, the uh, very uh, a poor showing, well, very mediocre poor showing in the 40, a very good showing in the 40, or excuse me, in the shuttle, uh, in the three-cone drill. So some good, some not as good. When you take a look, though, around the NFL and teams that maybe set up well with the things that Dante Olson is really good at, where do you think he lands? And I'll give you mine, okay? You've talked forever about the NBA and what do you need to play in the NBA. You need to have an elite skill. Yeah. The NFL is almost the opposite of that. You need to be so very versatile and be able to do a lot of things. Obviously, you need to have something that you probably do elite, but be really versatile. Seems to me that Dante Olsen showed that he is the NBA guy. He's got some things that he is elite at, but not hugely versatile in what he does. The team that I think that could potentially be really good for him, the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers play great defense. They have great talent on defense, which might allow him to come in situationally and just really lock and load on filling the hole on run defense, run stopping, and do the things that he's great at. And also, they are a team that has demonstrated a great propensity towards 
FCS guys. I mean, from Mike Person to Kendrick Bourne, I mean, to Brock Coyle, they got a lot of guys in that organization that have been, you know, late round draft picks, free agents, you know, undrafted free agents and so on. And so I I think to me that that is, you know, just one team that could make a lot of sense for him because he's going to need time in the league to develop before he's, you know, stepping onto the field, presumably, just like most guys do that are coming from this level of football. So uh, that's that's one thought that I had. Is there any chance he doesn't make the league? Yes. That's what I'm saying. I mean, do you think he's a shoe in camp invite? N- oh, oh, no, no, no. I think, oh, absolutely. I mean, you I think, think he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you, when you say make the league, I mean, there's make a roster. There's certainly no guarantee that he's making a 53 man roster at, you know, at the end. There's a ton of guys that aren't. But there, there's no question to me that he is going to be invited to a camp. To me, I think that the, the, a couple things need to happen. I think he needs to. I think he needs to readjust what, at least what we've heard his plan was for his pro day in Missoula. They need to do everything. It's, well, maybe not the vertical, but what we've heard is he's just a 40 inch vertical in a box. I mean, he's, he's got it no matter what. Yeah. But regardless, there, there's always speculation when guys who don't go to the combine run fast forties on their pro day, they say, Oh, it's hand timed. It's not accurate. He's not that fast. If Dante Olson was to go blow his combine time completely out of the water though then you could uh, say he went and ran four five five or four six on his pro day then you could even if you do say oh it's hand time he's not that fast it's still so much faster that there's no delineation then there's not the gap between the pro day and that that's right you know what i'm saying and and, and the the, the biggest issue for me is he the guy's probably gonna be an undrafted free agent how much is the four eight nine going to hurt him in terms of getting a shot as a special teamer? Because that's how he's going to make right, a roster. Right, and I agree with you. I mean, the special teams deal is is the path for all these guys, and that makes it very hard. So many guys that play in the box never run the sixty yard shuttle. If I was Dante Olson, I'd run the sixty yard shuttle to show people my long speed. Hmm. J- just long speed and endurance, right, because right. then that can that's another feather in your cap in terms of being able to cover kicks. Uh, for for people though who don't know too, when you talk about the hand time thing and how it always seems to be faster, because a lot of times guys are like, "Oh, I ran, you know, I ran four four my, you know, in my pro day," and then you get on the clock and it's five 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 or four five five, excuse me, uh, you know, on on thing. And people are like, "Well, they're keep, you know, it's a homer job." You know what I mean? It's these guys who are in there starting the wash just a step late or you know, clicking a step early. When you're at the pro day, the scouts are keeping the time, and there's four or five of them all keeping the clock, and then they all get together and look at each other's times that they put together and basically take the mean. And so even though it's not accurate in the sense of the laser, this is not like, oh, the Montana Grizzlies clock team is out there trying to get their guy the best time they possibly can. These scouts are out there explicitly trying to get this as close to right as they can. So the pro day times are very solid times in terms of their credibility. Totally. I mean, it's just the AccuTrack is is so accurate because it, it goes right when you move. And just me watching you, even if I'm not a homer time, there's still, it's going to give you five one-hundredths of a second to one-tenth of a second just in terms of my reaction. Right. I guess it's just, it's. I think some people, I think the prevailing thought amongst fans and stuff is that the pro day is somehow, you know, done, administered by the school, and maybe there's varying levels of a, you know, whatever. But, but that's not how it works. It's the, it's the scouts that are out there doing it. They're administrating the day for all these kids. 
Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, hour one in the books, hour two straight ahead. We get into it. Spring ball has opened at the University of Montana, day one yesterday, day two today. Some roster changes at the University of Montana. We'll tell you who is no longer on the University of Montana Grizzly football roster right after this. Are you ready? For a new truck, get to Mildenberger Motors in Hamilton for the best deals on the best trucks. Duramax, Chevy, GMC. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 